I'm gonna make him an offer to gamble. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! I've been around the station a few times. Assemble. With the first pick in the draft. Hello and Film Draft to the Welcome Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Cunningham. With me, as always, is my co-host, Jaron Heron. How you doing, my brother? I was a big fan of that. I'm the one that's inebriated, so I still appreciated that that little get there at the start. I, I remember you on the last episode saying you were trying to change things up a bit, so I appreciate that. Um, but you still had your regular candor and, 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 and energy and kineticism, so well done. Well, anyway... I- we got in great. here and I kind of panicked thinking, shit, I didn't think of anything else to say for the end. I'll switch a word around, I, I guess. Um, it was, I thought it was very smart. I'm, um, I'm happy to be here. Happy, <laughs> like, It's always the highlight of my week or fortnight getting to record these. And uh, with, this, is a, this is an app we've had planned for a, for a little while. Yeah, 100%. I'm very, very excited. We've got two guests on, which we are very close to. Two of our mates for close to probably a decade at this point. Uh, Two people that have been on the show. We've got one guest that was on our pilot episode and one guest that was on episode six. So they're old boys from a while back. Both of them have picked up uh, a win each, one on the panel, one in the public. So we've got got a bit of a death's row here, but uh, very excited to get into it. Do you want to introduce our first guest? Yeah, this is going to be a chaotic episode. Um, I mean, we'll get into um, the, the, these chaps' personalities in a minute, but uh, let, let's introduce Jim. First off, coming up, he was our he was our winner of our episode six, which may still today be our best episode. Uh, people came back really loving it. Um, he won the literally me app, and he is a literally me character himself. He's uh, he's a very unhinged individual, and he actually said to me before the show, he said, "Hey, Jacob, when I come out, can you introduce me as Patrick Bateman?" So this is Patrick Bateman, a.k.a. Lockie Skinner. Oh, my God. That is our most popular reel by, like, 30 times because Lockie said he wished he was Patrick Bateman. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my goodness. I didn't even know that. Jesus. Um, I... Yeah, what was that, Jake? Oh, just uh, ha- welcome back, Lockie. You've been so excited to come back on the show. This guy's been messaging me like every week. Hey, man, when are you getting me back on the film draft? And, uh, he's come in uh, subbing in for another guest who dropped out, so he's got the call. And for a much more, I won't say serious, but a, a less piss-take topic than uh, literally yeah. me character. Yeah. Best actor winners today. So how do you feel about being back, and how do you feel about this topic, Lockie? Um, I'm happy to be back, Jacob. I, I, I was looking to... Uh, hop back in eventually to prove that I'm not uh, a Patrick Bateman wannabe, but uh, to at least, uh, you know, give out my uh, knowledge of film at least. Uh, It's not about literary me characters. Just, you know, like with this topic, I just uh, feel like um, I can probably give uh, give my opinions and and, and obviously uh, express my opinion on the the, – uh, uh, the draft picks we're going to have for best actor. So, yeah. And Lockie is a dude who like watches everything, so I'm sure he's going to have things to say about all these picks and some interesting ones of his own. Someone who <laughs> may- watches less of everything, but someone we're still excited to get on uh, and back. Jaron, you want to introduce our second guest? Absolutely. Uh, our second guest is a good friend of ours, Jack Whitney Clark. I'm so excited to have this man back. He he uh, studied journalism, so he knows everything there is about how to articulate his passion for film. He watches a fuck lot of them, and he's the best the best tradie on the east side of Australia. Jack, how you doing, brother? I'm good, thanks, boys. Um, I appreciate you inviting me back. Um, I was any, anything for you two boys and you two, Lucky. You're my guys. You're my boys. Yep. 
I appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate bringing me back. Also, I'm here to take another W after the pilot episode. Um, you didn't win. You won the fan vote. But I won the fan vote. That's a win. That's a win. <laughs> fan vote is the win. I will claim that till the day I die. I love that. I agree. I love that. But um, yeah. Rock, as the, Rocky as didn't the, win. Hey, exactly. <laughs> but um, as the boys were saying, I still try fit films in here and there, but you know, life gets in the way. But these best actor winners, I think I've seen about twenty-two out of about eighty. That's so enough for a draft. At about hey. ninety. I should be right. So I'm talking. Again, right. There's so many nitty gritty ones that, like, I've seen maybe fifty, or I've only seen like half of them. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's a lot of quality in there, but also a lot where it's like, eh, I don't know. But I've got a top twenty that I'm really excited about. But yeah, we're happy to have you guys. This is a an episode steeped in group chat lore. So apologies if we really get into the weeds here. Years ago, supposedly Jack and Lockie recorded a podcast together, and it was never <laughs> released. So we've tried to manifest some sort of a rebirth of that here today. So uh, our listeners, that had to be mentioned. Yeah. Listeners, <laughs> it's going to get wild and wacky. What happened to that podcast? It was Jack like, knows more of it. it was like, it was for a uni thing that I was doing. And I was like, Oh, Lockie can hop on it. And we talked movies and that. And then we're like, we'll do another one. And then I submitted it. And then I just, it, I think it's in the cloud to be honest somewhere. I, I, one day I'm going to pop on Google drive and it's going to be Drop there. it. And yeah, yeah, from it. I remember it was, I think we were talking John Wick 3, weren't we, Jack? Yeah, it was John Wick 3 when it first came out, yeah. yeah. I want to hear this. Yeah. Drop it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, well, that's enough of the preamble. We've got a little bit more preamble for you. It's time to choose the draft order. As we do now on the show, we spin a wheel to decide who gets that number one pick. So uh, this is a big one for best actor. The number one pick is going to go to... Yours truly. Oh, the best pick to have. The best pick to have. I'm happy with that. I've got a clear number one. And uh, I really, I haven't haven't landed that in a fucking while. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm surprised by that. Mm. (laughs) Genuinely. He's like, what? All right. For pick two, we have, it's Jack. Clear out that shallow board early on. Get some cream um, of the crop. And um, uh, Jaron and Lockie are our shit kickers four. today. Although four, four. four is where you want to be. Nah. Three is not. Four is not a shit kick. Four is like the second best spot to have. I, I mm. want four. Jack's a shit Come kicker. On. Fuck Lockie's the shit kicker. He's <laughs> yep. got three and Jaron's got four. Oh, yeah. I forgot how that went. <laughs> yes, I got four. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Conflict of emotions there. Hell yeah. Okay, Love it is time brother. to draft... I'm up first. Jack has the second. Lockie has the third. Jaron has the fourth. So uh, I'll kick things off here. And uh, we had a little discussion in the break there about uh, a lot of us might have the same number one. I don't know, but I have a clear number one that came to me uh, the second I started making this list. So uh, I'm just going to come out with it. Daniel Day-Lewis and There Will Be Blood. Oh, that's fuck like, me. That's the all-timer. Yeah, like, that's my number two. That's my number two. Him. I don't want him. Jack doesn't want him. Like, he's coming to the right. with the hot takes. Don't want him. I don't know about that. I don't, that's like I don't know. fucking sanction that, that, that. I've got a clear top two, and that's um, that's that's one of them. You, you're yeah. more of a Lincoln man. Wasn't even on my list. <laughs> Serious? You've seen have, the movie? Have you seen I've it? I've seen the movie, yeah. I don't rate it. Fucking hell. It didn't make... He has, he's seen like 22. It didn't make his list of 20 for the drop. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't oh, want to talk about it now. No, I, like, um, I, I like the film. I respect the performance, but I, I reckon there's a good probably eight. I'll take ahead, maybe fair. nine. I mean, right. uh, fair enough. Um, look to each their own. But yeah, no, I've I think I've drafted this film twice already on this show, at least once in different mm-hmm. respects. Talking about the sound design, talking about uh, cinematography, but now I get to talk about the meat. It is 
like Daniel Day Lewis is like the he's like the male Meryl Streep in that he is the colloquial name that you go to for acting greatness. Now I still haven't seen a shitload of his filmography, but this is like far and away his greatest performance and recognized as one of the great film performances. It's in all those like Instagram compilations you'll see where it's like best acting of all time. And then it's just five clips of dudes yelling, but has there <laughs> ever been a better dude yelling than I drink your milkshake? Um, what a, what a dirty, sweaty man. What a, what a film. It's like, ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. There will be blood is so fucking good and he's so fucking good in it and um it's also uh, man it's hard to balance his performance because he's so big like he's so bold um but he's also so tender at certain points with his son i think that is what really gives his performance nuance otherwise it would just be a big angry man yelling and i think that's that's the layer that's the gravy there yeah that was that that always had to be first round just show us show us what's better than that jack (sighs) all right boys (laughs) With the second pick, I'm going with probably my favourite acting performance that's won the Oscar. Not, I reckon, is the best, but my favourite is Casey Affleck in Manchester by the Sea. Oh, okay. That's a great pick. Yeah. I I just think his entire performance is just so nuanced and it's just, oh, it's just so good. Not going to articulate too many words. We're not getting too far into it, but that's what I'm going with. I mean, that's Great. good. Most of our episodes have been getting too long, so... <laughs> All right, well, Casey I'll, I'll Affleck hit. has made a career on being, like, the the stoic loner, and this is definitely his best stoic loner performance. Yeah. Um, but like, it's, it's so, it is so much more than that. That's that's a bit of a meme. It is like, so much more than that. There's so much pain behind his eyes in every single scene that he's just holding back with, like, ten layers of, of, of gruffness. It's incredible. Like, the mm. dude just constantly looks like he's about to cry, even in movies where he's not about to cry. So, like, <laughs> to, where he's actually playing a character who's constantly about to cry. No. Yeah, he's incredible. That was a really strong year for Best Actor. I think he was up against, like, um, Andrew Garfield in Hacksaw Ridge and Silence, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in fucking something. Every year in the 2010s, Jake Gyllenhaal was in something incredible he didn't get nominated for. But um, yeah. he, was a des- he was a really deserving winner that year, and he's, uh, yeah. he's in my top ten as well. So, yeah, it's it. You, you, you're. I'll let you off for this one, Jack. That's yeah, that's right. a good pick. I mean, guys, it's everyone's opinion here. We'll just run with it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, shut up, Lockie. Shut up, yeah. Lockie. What do you got? <laughs> All right, um, Christian got Bale. two banger performances uh, right off the bat. Um, I got a uh, got to bring in with my pick, and I looked at my board. I second, third thought about it. Uh, then I came to a clear choice. And I'm going with one of uh, one of the two uh, Anthony Hopkins performances, but I'm going with the one with the uh, the most recent, The Father. Yeah, Fuck, that's that, a good one. That, that's my yeah. number two. Actually, talk about yes. emotionally devastating type no of way. performance. That was in my top five, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah incredible. That's, uh, that's what you dub as the most de- uh, emotionally devastating performance you're ever going to watch an actor do. Like it's just a uh, playing a man who's uh, slowly loses his mind with all uh, uh, and all that. It's just like seeing how his performance progresses uh, through the story and then by the end of it you just start uh, you just start uh, feeling like you're gonna cry like because he's so devastated for this one man that Anthony Hawkins has played as like his roles change uh, throughout the story like you started getting confused as uh, well as him um yeah it's just uh, uh he like I, I remember initially 
having second thoughts about him winning of a track with Bozeman that year, but if there was someone who's uh, more deserving to win best actor that year, it would definitely it definitely was his performance in it, the father. It sucks how badly the Oscars botched that win by oh. trying to manufacture a moment with Bozeman. And I bet yeah, that's how incredible Hopkins is. I that year I saw uh, Bozeman in Murray's Bat Bottom, and I was floored by him. He's incredible. It's probably his best performance. And I was like, no one's beaten that. No one's beaten that. And then the father came out. Hopkins really is next level in that movie. And someone said, I can't remember who, but if Anthony Hopkins cries, you cry. Mm. Especially that uh, scene at the end of the movie with uh, him just going, uh, I want my mummy, I want my mummy, and all that. It's just like, you just feel the absolute devastation out of his voice, and you feel it within you. Jaron just watched this for the first time to prep for the episode, and you nearly landed it. Mm. Yeah, I was, yeah, it probably, I probably would have taken it with my second pick. Um, I. Also, I worked in the disability industry for about six years, and I saw many people with this. And it like it's like the, the first few scenes, like twenty minutes into this thing, it was really like getting to me and making me like genuinely upset how accurate it was. Which has been said by many a person smarter than me, but it was it was it was really scary. Um, and yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah I think the best performance to have won an Oscar in the twenty tens, probably. Yeah, no, it's hundred percent up, probably. Yeah. Anyway, right. um, yeah, Jaren, I'm you got I got, Yeah, I don't know why I didn't see it in 2020. I don't know the the pandemic. That was, was just a weird year. Weird. You still haven't it watched was, No Man Land. I'm gonna get yeah, you on that know, at some point. Gonna, yeah, I, I will. It was just a weird year. Yeah. Well, at least I saw No Man Land in the cinema. All right. Thanks, well, so Whoa. I get my number one, which I am fucking stoked with. Ooh. I get my number one. I get the number one. It has to go first round. Um, when you think extraordinary, electric, perverse, brilliance, you think Robert De Niro in yep. Raging Bull. Yeah, he choice. is a fucking bull in a china shop. He is so fucking committed to this performance. He has to play the absolute fucking scum of the earth. There is nothing redeemable about this character, and yet that sense of humanity comes through his, his eyes because – Everything he says, everything he does leads you to believe that he hates everyone and he does, but there's a little bit in there that you can, you can attach to. And he lets you know how much you can attach to him and when that attachment can drop again, he is so viscerally like engaged in the performance, the physicality of the performance. Um, it's in black and white and he only really speaks to a hand full of characters. He has a bunch of moments by himself, a la taxi driver. Um, but, Man, Raging Bull is uh, Robert Nero. Raging Bull is my favorite um, best lead actor winner, and I'm so fucking glad I got. It. Yeah, I, and again, what I was saying about how you know it doesn't necessarily. I don't really care for this film that much, but he was in my top five for this draft. He's yeah. fucking incredible in it. When it comes to that last ten minutes, when it's that massive time jump and he's overweight, the fucking regret that he shows in his face because he hardly says a word. The regret. He shows in his face um, that there's such emotional resonance there. It's it's so fucking powerful. Yeah, it's one of his best. Yeah, um, he's he's the, it's the only De Niro lead win, so it's it's essential to get it. You know, there's no yes. more. <laughs> yes. All right, John. All right. What's your other one? All right, so my next one is one I'm not sure how many people have seen. I do know that Jacob watched it recently. I'm taking my left foot by uh, Daniel yep. Day Lewis's. Um, yeah, I, I think his first Oscar win. 
Yeah. Um, so Daniel yep. Day-Lewis plays Christy Brown, the the titular character, a, a real guy who was diagnosed with cerebral palsy at birth, which kind of affects most of his body. Again, I am going for that kind of um, disability performance. But um, as well as another actor that gave a performance like this in the 80s, um, this was like lauded by the American Disability Society for giving like such an accurate and honest and unflinching portrayal of what cerebral palsy is and like kind of normalizing it in the environment. Daniel Day, he's so, if you didn't know who he was, you would think that he probably has cerebral palsy in real life. Um, he brings so much emotion to it. It's, it is nuanced. It's not just, oh, look at me. Look what, look what, um, is, is look what disability I have. Feel sorry for me. There is a lot of nuance in there. He's so, fucking powerful um and again he's only got one limb in his body that works and it's his left foot and um so he's does anyone else act an entire performance through a foot i don't think so daniel day lewis <laughs> yeah, best best mm. best supporting foot um mm-hmm. uh yeah i watched it this morning because i had realized i've actually only seen there'll be blood in terms of day lewis's oscar wins so i'm mm-hmm. like i gotta have a spare one on the board in case i don't land there will be blood and i'm yeah. glad i watched it he's incredible in it and i absolutely would have drafted it if it fell to me in like the second round yes um yep. and like you said and I was here we are. Thinking, he transcends what could have because i do think the film's a little sappy and oscar baity but he totally transcends what could have been like an ill-spirited imitation he really he really lives it um, this is what he would have been yeah. annoying as hell on set with the method oh, yeah. acting. <laughs> this is what jump started his career. You know what I mean? He got all of those next big Oscar-y roles because of how fucking great he was in there. The stories on set of how great he was in this film. Well, supposedly, it was the first time he started doing the whole method acting thing. So, yeah. I mean, if it works, it works. Yeah, look at him. He's a fucking incredible. Um, also, he studied Christy Brown in real life and got notes from him in real life um, on how to portray him, and they had a really intimate relationship, and I think that that um, also added to how authentic his performance was. Lockie, what have you got at number two? All right. Um, just to make it a contrast from my previous choice in, uh, in uh, depressing, I'll make it uh, my next choice being a little bit more lifeful, and I'm going Roberto Benigni in Life is Beautiful. Oh, oh nice fuck one. you. Nice one. I haven't I seen it. I thought that was going to fall to me. Are you serious? That's oh, like my, my top five. Lucky's done his homework. Oh, I'm, shit. I mean, I remember. Um, you fucking seen the, this movie? Yeah, Jesus. I, I gave it a four and a half. And, and the big part of the reason that it got a, that high of a rating is because of Roberto. It was so fantastic in the movie. Like it's just full. It brings so much life and joy in in such a depressing topic. Like it's World War Two, and and it's just a point of view of him and the other Jews, and um, just a, and you 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 know you nailed your performance so much is uh, uh, when when they announced your name at the Oscars, everyone's going Roberto, Roberto, and yeah. everyone. I was so excited to see him win because his performance was so damn good. And, and again, he's just full of life. Oh, man, I didn't know you'd fucking seen that, man. I would have fucking taken that probably. Uh, I really lo- I re- I love that pick from you, Lockie. That's awesome. Yeah, I did not. Ex- you really took me by surprise there. That's yeah. um, shit. When did you watch that? You seen it a while ago, have you? Yeah, I think 2019. Uh, I'll check my letterbox later. But, <laughs> but he sure. also um, he wrote it and directed it, and he also yeah. like I think he won um, the Oscar for best directing as well. This is like a complete auteur driven film, and again, it is. David Private Ryan came out that year. 
Yeah, um, I think prior, I think that might have been ninety eight. Um, but this is like his his family got deported to a concentration camp during World War Two because he's a Jewish man, and he's living in occupied territory. And yet it's played like 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 a heartwarming tale of a man mm. surviving and trying to get back. It's yeah, he, he's so fucking good in this man. Good great pick. Yeah. Yeah, uh, iconic speech and moment when he won too. I've seen that, but I haven't seen the Don movie, but I uh, love Watch that it. one. It was so right. good. Yeah, it's Jack, so good. We got some blood drawn. Jack, what do you got for us? So with my second pick. Yeah. Yeah, brother. I've got it's between a couple actually, but um I think I'm going to go with Denzel Washington in Training Day. That was on my board. Absolute dog. That's why. My top five disappearing in front of me. King Kong ain't shit on me. King Kong ain't got shit on me. Iconic line. Dude makes his partner smoke fucking PCP. What an absolute menace. Best movie of all time. Nah. That's all I'm going to say. No, I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just, best David has ever done. I'm just going to keep the episode just nice and short. Well, on my part, so I'm just going to give my picks and just yeah. Hey, don't worry. Me and Jaron will waffle plenty on your behalf. Oh, um, cool. You can do that. Phenomenal pick, pick. Phenomenal performance. Great film. King Kong ain't got shit on that pick. Yeah. Very that, good. Yeah. Like a performance has to be that good just to beat another great performance in uh and uh, Russell Crowe in Life is Beautiful, I think. And I don't know. I just said Roberto. Uh, Russell Crowe in Life mind, is Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful mind, wasn't it? I, I'd watch that movie. Yeah, but... <laughs> I can't believe I made a bond. Oh, God. Uh, sorry. Um, but, yeah, so he beat Russell Crowe in Life. I mean, I'd take... I'd take... Denzel over that for sure, anyway. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I definitely would, too. Should have won for Malcolm X, too. I agree. Fucked. I um I won't I won't agree that he is better than Russell Crowe in A Beautiful Mind, but it is a great performance. It's a great performance. Now, I, in my top, there is actually one film left, uh, one performance left from my top five on the board. So I guess I'll take that one. What is it? I'm taking a Marlon Brando performance. Uh, uh, there's two you can pick. Hell. One's a bit more popular. One I know. Jaron's going to be a big fan of, and I'm taking no, that one. No, I'm Brando uh, on the waterfront. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Yeah, that's yep. the one. That's the I'm not, one. I'm not sure if the other two lads have seen this one. Yeah, but I did. I took on the waterfront um, for our best New York City episode. Yeah, no, it's been taken on the show before, and I, I probably said on that episode, so I'll sort of keep it short with that. Like, it's the performance that sold me on Marlon Brando. I've never been the biggest fan of him. He's really great in The Godfather's and Apocalypse Now, but I always thought maybe there was something artificial or show-offy about it. I mean, that's just a personal thing. But I, I saw on the waterfront in the cinema, and I was truly, truly blown away, away by his performance. It's so subtle and nuanced. I could have been a contender. Uh, really incredible, gritty real uh guy trying to live his life and survive and uh he, he's truly phenomenal in it and transforms into that role and it's absolutely my favorite performance of his and one of the all-time greats yeah oh yeah so i've got oh. another one here so i'm sticking with some old school stuff i'm sort of between two for my next pick but i'll take one that i feel might be more of a fan favorite more likely to get stolen by someone else so i'm sticking with some old school we're going back to the 70s and i'm taking jack nicholson for one flew over the oh, nice. oh. great one probably my 
probably my favorite. Oh, I've got Jack with one. Hell yes. <laughs> Good to steal one off his small board. Um, yeah, what can I say? Um, it's probably my favorite Jack Nicholson performance, and he's one of the greatest actors of all time. He would definitely be in my top five to ten actors uh, ever working. And, uh, you know, Randall McMurphy, what an iconic role. Just this dude who's this, so his steely resolve. He's so likable despite what a menace he is at times. And, uh, yeah, such a great film. Such a great film. I haven't seen it in like eight years, so I don't have a lot to say specifically about the nuances of the performance. But hell yeah, he rules. That's a that's a, a like a well and truly ensemble film, and he just completely stands out. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's so much energy in that performance, but also it's it's such sad energy because of what's fueling it. Um, and he has to really tiptoe a line there. Yeah, he's fucking awesome in that movie. Yeah, the way he sort of becomes their de facto leader and brings everyone together in there. It's, um, yeah, really sweet and dark and depressing and fucked up and every, it's all the things. It's many things. Uh, yeah, what a film, what a performance. Jack, we're back to you. I've drawn okay, some blood. What are you going to bounce back with? I'm going to go with uh, Kevin Spacey in American Beauty. I was wondering right. if this was going to come up. All right. All right. You know what? Because on the performance alone, <laughs> on you, hundred percent deserves to be here. It was Jack's the one to pick this, though. Just this is a bit, that's a bit of group chat law. But, All right, uh, <laughs> don't out him. Don't out him publicly. They legit, <laughs> they legit asked him, "Are you going to method act?" He's like, "No, nah, my G, I'm going to do it myself." No, man, I'm into boys. <laughs> I'll do this anyway. Who cares? Let's do it. So, Jack, do you have some words to say about that one, or are you going to choose to live life as a gay man? No. I mean, before we knew he was an absolute rapist, um, he was actually a really good actor. Um, I do really like American Beauty, probably one of the best picture winners. It would be my top five best picture winners too. Um, I don't know. I just really love that performance without making it sound like I'm – no, uh, we're joshing you. It's on my list too. No, He's no, no, fucking yeah. excellent. A hundred percent, it's on mine too. It's a fucking great yeah. film. And he was, again, like you said before the stuff happened, he was one of my favorite actors. He was so prolific, and his performances were always so great. Like he could bring the gravitas of American Beauty to fucking horrible bosses. You know, he was so yes. good. And um, it's so unconventional it, in so many ways. The yes, way he performed, like, and what he his speech roles. patterns as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think maybe what knocks American Beauty down is it turns out he was just playing himself, but um, he is he is so fucking good in it, and the movie is great. I I'm I actually think I prefer his performance to the movie. I really like the movie, but I love mm. his performance, and that's all I'll say I'm about Kevin Spacey, notoriously bad man. But I, I mean, he carried that movie, but yeah. Jack's got himself. a really um, problematic list going. <laughs> 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 yeah. Who else can we get in there? <laughs> there's a few. There's um, a few. There is a theme. Yeah. Oh, historically, in any yeah. uh, King Oscar Richard is next for him. Lucky, what do you got, brother? We're back oh, to you. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm not sure how I'll top that. <laughs> um, all right. Um, I might as well go with the, the performance that I once wrote on Letterbox as uh, a performance that was on fire, uh, and not literary, but uh, Denzel Washington just... man on fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's um, uh, Michael Douglas in uh, Wall Street. Oh, oh yeah, shit. that was coming up for me. Good one. Yeah. Uh, um, what can what more can I say about that performance uh, other than? It's one of those performances that you could tell that he was on the mic, uh, nailed every line, 
and you and you believe how much of a slimy bastard uh, he, his character was. And, uh, Gordon, and yeah, go on. Gordon Gecko is like an all-time film character. He walked so that um, so that uh, Wolf could run. I do think that maybe it's a bit of category fraud because he's certainly a supporting actor in that movie, yeah. but he was just so fucking good that they pushed him to lead um, because Charlie yeah, Sheen okay. was definitely the lead. But he, man, he's gravitas, man. He fucking outdoes every single person he's in a scene with. Again, there's a reason why that character is so iconic. He commands the room. Like when there's a room of him, and I watched this for the first time last year, there's a room of him and, you know, all of his um, assistants and all of his cronies and, and gangsters and then – like even if it's a house party or it's his office and then Charlie Sheen walks in, he's surrounded by people. He he's It's like everyone else is shot in black and white and he's shot in color. He commands the frame. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of the, it's one of my favorites. I'd probably, I, I guess it is lead because it did win lead. It's one of my favorite performances. Yeah. It's in my top 15. Yeah, good one. No, yeah. I'm loving Lockie's list. I haven't seen that one either, sadly. So he's getting, he's I mean, watching something on my watch list. Uh, it's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, it's <laughs> on Disney Plus. Good to know. Nah, definitely. Right, Again, if Gordon we had more Gekko, time to prep for this uh, episode, I would have watched Plus. more. But so Gordon Gecko absolutely dwarfs what obviously is a fake character, so it makes sense. But he dwarfs what like people like Jordan Belfort were doing in Wolf of Wall Street. I think he was making like he was making like ten million a week. They said in the film, which is fucking nuts. Which makes sense to why um, uh, Jordan mentions him in the book and the film, but um, as yeah. an, as an inspiration. But yeah, fuck yeah, great pick. All right, mm. now we come to Jaron. He's got two in a row. I'm curious yes. to see what happens here. The board's opened up a little bit. I thought that I could let this slip a little bit lower, but after Lockie stole Life is Beautiful, I'm I'm not sure I want to leave no it. chances. Just in case, yeah, just in case something wild happens. So I am taking Sydney Portier in Lilies of the Field. Um, this performance is nice. fucking incredible. It's the first black actor to ever win um, Best Lead Actor. He was also the first person to be nominated five years earlier, but then he won for Lilies of the Field. Um, this is such a fucking powerful movie. His performance has that, speaking of Wolf of Wall Street, it has that energy, but it's entirely put towards endearment. It's so poignant. He, he comes up against prejudice, but he's so strong and resilient and there is never any um, feel sorry for me. It's always he's, – he's just a powerful man and he's always just fighting back against that with a smile. Um, again, he's the first black actor to win, which I think is incredibly important. His speech was amazing. Um, and it, that all-time – just – so there's a scene in this movie and it's the amen scene, you know, they um, – they took him to the manger. Amen. I've butched that, but it's about a three minute scene where he sings a song and gets the nuns to sing with him because he's teaching them English. There's this big language barrier there that he has to go around. It's incredible too. And just him singing that song, his performance there. Also he had tinnitus, so he wasn't even on key, but his performance there makes you tear up. Just the joy in his face, the energy and the passion he brings. Um, I, I didn't want this to slip any lower in case someone else took it because I fucking love this movie and that performance. Yeah, I, I love Poitier. I haven't seen that one, sadly. But just a little aside, I've been researching the 1968 Oscars for another podcast I'm doing, and he had two huge films that year in the heat of the night and Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, and pretty much everyone from those films got nominated except for him. And both of those films won lead actor and actress for other people. He didn't get a nom for either of them, and he's probably the best part of them. So wow. I'm glad. He, I really need to watch the film he actually won for. But, uh, yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, Lilies of the Field is fucking incredible. You should watch it. Um, I think it's on Prime, but you have to rent it for like five bucks. That's what I did. Um, anyway, I am going to go down um, and I am going to take 
a movie whose acceptance speech is in law for all time. It makes me cry every time I listen to it. I'm What's taking Peter movie? Finch in Network. Hell yes. Um, this, like, uh, some people may know that this was a posthumous award win. Um, the uh, producer of the film went up to accept his award and because he wasn't there, basically said, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with this. We need to give it to the person he wanted it to. So he calls Peter Finch's wife up and she came and accepted it for him. It's really heartwarming. But let's talk about the performance. This is a scorching fucking satire. This is a complete melodrama written um, to just satirize everything in the modern day. It's all incredibly relevant these days. Uh, Peter Finch himself needs to toe the line between hilarious and deeply, deeply suicidal, which is a line that like hardly anyone could walk. I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore is in film lore. It's one of the most iconic lines of all time. And he yells it over and over and over. And to be honest, he makes you want to get up and yell it. I know. (laughs) It makes you want to get up and yell it too. Um, He's so fucking good in that movie. Um, He deserved the win. There were two lead actor nominations from that film. Um, I do think he deserved the win. And yeah, Network is... Yeah, network's fucked. When I come out, can you introduce me as Howard Beale? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, great pick, great win. It's one where I feel like he could have almost been supporting, but it's an incredible, enduring performance. Um... I don't know. Him and the other bloke that were nominated for best lead oh, he's definitely kind of better switch. Performance. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying better. I'm saying him and was it William Holden or is yeah. it Ned Beatty? Um they like Peter Finch has dominates the first half of the film and then I think William Holden takes over, but I think they probably have about equal screen time because William Holden's in the first half quite a bit and Peter Finch is but in the second Finch half. Finch is quite what a bit. you remember from the movie. Oh, I've yeah. got the cast up on Wikipedia right now and Howard Beale's the only character that's name is blue on Wikipedia. So that's there you all, go. that's all you really need to say. I'm mad um, as hell and I'm not gonna take it anymore. Lucky, yeah. what have you got next? Awesome. <laughs> Thanks for the segue. Um uh, well I, I was figuring, uh, what should I pick next? And I and, and we sort of talked about him before, and I'm going with uh, Russell Crowe in Gladiator. Nice. Ooh, pick. Uh, all right, all right. I mean, yeah. I mean, my name is Maximus Demaximus, uh, commander of the armies of the North, uh, general of the Felix Legions, loyal servant to the true emperor, uh, emperor Marcus Aurelius, uh, father to the murder seven, uh, husband to the murder wife. I'll have my vengeance. Uh, in this life or the next, what more can I say? That Holy shit, <laughs> Jacob! Did you did you book Russell Crowe for the show? <laughs> yeah, I didn't is want he, to tell. Is yeah, he I on mean, with us he, right now? He, he, fought, he finally I was reading it all. <laughs> I knew uh, when I had that in my mind, I had to uh, make sure I got the line right. But I knew I was going to get the few pronunciations wrong. But that was, just nah, that was iconic, iconic yeah. moment I mean, in the, film like that was, history. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that performance uh, I reckon might have sealed uh, the best picture win because um, without him, the, uh, the movie would have fallen apart. Are you not entertained? I certainly am, Lockie. Great pick. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's he's in the top 20 for me also. I really love that film. Um, his performance, um, I, I think he's uh, – like that's an ensemble film I think as well. Um, <clears throat> he, he is really great in it. And again, he needs to command not a room, but he needs to command a coliseum of people and he does that. Um, yeah, that's that's to him and the directing. But Russell Crowe is fucking awesome in that. One of my favorite actors. Good pick. Yep. All right, All right. Jacko. We are back to you, my friend. Who All is right. there? Another cancelled actor on the board? No, 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 no. <laughs> no I was Taking like, Richard, brother. 
while you guys were like picking your picks, I was like, how can I, should I keep the theme with this or should I actually take what I want to take? Just, just to see what we do here. But um, um, with my fourth pick, I'm going with Leo DiCaprio for the Revenant. He uh, is. Yes, man. Yeah, surprise, like surprise that didn't go to Jaron. Yes. My boy, Leo's my boy. And, you know, he should have won earlier. I should have won for The Departed. Should have won for Blood Diamond. Should have won for a lot of things. But Wolf of Wall Street should have won as well. But, like, without him in the film, the whole – he's just dragging his legs around and the film's in a fisheye lens right in his, right in his dome the whole time. <laughs> and he's just growling and just, like, shitting himself the whole time. I don't know what he's doing, what's going on, but he just – oh, it's just so good. I love it. It's not technically oh. a fisheye, but I do hear what you're saying. Um, yeah, that – and people say – my favourite t- analysis of the episode so far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People say himself. all the time, oh, you know, he was better in Wolf of Wall Street. He's better – that doesn't – like when that doesn't matter, you know what I mean? He he yeah, was fucking true. great also in The Revenant, and he needed to win, in my opinion, needed to win for that film. Like he wasn't up against himself in The Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> exactly. Like that, I know that's not what Jack was saying, but that's what other mm. people say. Like, oh, it wasn't mm. even his best role. It doesn't fucking matter. It was the it was that role that he did that year, and it was fucking incredible. And I think it's one of my top three, if not favorite, Leo performance. I think mm. he's fucking incredible in it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say as well. Like, he's not quite on my list, but I, I, I wouldn't go so far as to call it a career award because in that year, he he was the best of the nominees, I think. He was, mm. yeah. So, yes, it's not his greatest ever performance, and yes, it's him I think really it's up there. eating shit to try and get an Oscar, but he's incredible in it, and he probably was my winner that year. I think if I if I chose the Oscars, I would have given it to Jacob Tremblay in Room, but he wasn't nominated, but that's yeah. a chat for another day. Mm. But, um, yeah, no, awesome pick. I also think him like eating bison liver to get an Oscar. Like, if anyone was in that role, they would have had to do the same thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if if Dude, a I have guy Daniel was... Day Lewis number one, I'm not shitting on method acting. Don't worry. <laughs> but the guy was if fucking a bloke was if this was his debut film and he ate bison liver, everyone would be clapping him. Look at the dedication. But because it's fucking Leo, the oh god, he just wants his Oscar. That's why he's eating that shit. The fucking it's in the script. You motherfuckers. <laughs> this, is, right. this is really I'm about good. Maestro, isn't it? <laughs> yes. I'm fucking mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore, Jacob. Um, He's good, isn't it? If we were talking Maestro, <laughs> were the actors and uh, the Revenants allowed to sit down on chairs? Oh, because no one was allowed to sit. Yeah, no chairs. That that mm. keeps popping up in the discourse. Yeah. I don't know why. Jaron, do you all have chairs on your sets? Yeah, fucking of course, man. They're, they're, also, okay. I'm not yeah, paying see. people, so there could be a difference yeah, exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> if you're but, not allowed on chairs, you're a real car. I don't know, man. Like, you've got to fucking... Sometimes you've got to take 20 minutes to... Like, all the time you've got to take 20 minutes between takes to reset your lighting. And what, are you going to fucking have the boom operators just fucking stand there like a couple of assholes? Fucking chill out, guys. Just be ready when we're rolling. Whatever. I'm not right. I'm, I'm not a award-winning filmmaker, though. Jacob? Well, not on that scale. Jacob, what do you got? All right, we're back to me. Um, not a ton of my picks... None of my picks have been taken since my last one. So I've still sort of got... The pick, but it is a we're now at the stage where I'm looking at like eight performances and I'd kind of be happy with any of them. So it's a really tough decision. I'm gonna go with the one that's just next on top of my board, one that I'd love to have, one that was real instrumental in the early days of me getting into film, a film I haven't seen in a while, but a performance that really endures and a great bringing to life of an iconic literary character. I'm taking Gregory Peck for To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, mm. good one. Good iconic. pick. Yep. Iconic. 
Yep. Yeah. Um, Atticus Finch is like everybody's dad. He's the dad we wish we all have. And um, it's just a wonderful performance. And Gregory Peck is one of my favorite actors of the golden age. And, um, you know, it's as good as anything he's ever been in. But it's such like, yeah, so great that he won for that. It's such an, and a film I think really holds up. I know you could say it's maybe a stodgy thing that gets shown in classes and everything. But uh, I was really moved by it when I saw it. And um, yeah, I'm going with him. I think it's um, that's because the book is so iconic and so old that they're like, watch the movie. Kids might be more interested in it, but it's fucking great. I took Gregory Peck's Days of Glory on the last episode, so I'm a big Gregory Which Peck fan. I'm very stand. excited to watch. Um, but yeah, off topic. Have you seen Roman pick. Holiday, Jaron? No, I haven't yet. Get it's on my that. list though. Incredible. It's on my list. It's when we do list. Best Actress winners, you need to yeah. you need to yeah, watch I'll that. Get, <laughs> I'll get there. I'll get there. All right. Um, I'm so excited about that t- draft. But uh, okay, next one. Oh, this is so tough. Um. I've got like four or five performances that I'm kind of equal on. So I'm just going to take my favorite actor. And this is my favorite actor. I'm taking Philip Seymour Hoffman and Capote. Yeah. I just seen that before this episode. It's another one where I don't think it's his greatest performance, but it's still one that was the winner that year, like the perfect winner that year. And he is incredible in it. I was actually re-watching some scenes from it not too long ago because I watched In Cold Blood, which is the old film based on the events that Capote is covering in the film Capote about like that that murder trial and everything. And I watched a clip from him in the end when he he's talking to the two prisoners and he finds out that their, their death sentences aren't going to be appealed and he just has this breakdown, but he's sort of, he's talking to the prisoners, trying to show that he did everything he can and he's on their side, but then he's also got to deal with the guards and he's trying not to show his true emotions. It's an incredible piece of acting from Hoffman he's doing this crazy voice transformation and uh yeah he's one of the greats and i am glad he got one oscar he should have gotten a lot more but uh yeah that's what i'll round it out with i haven't seen that one unfortunately but i do really want to get i, to I it. noticed you just watched it to prep for the episode Lockie. yeah yeah I've, I've, since it had, uh, had me come on and you mentioned best actor winners i thought i i might as well watch a couple of uh, best actor winners just to just to see if I can uh, strengthen my draft board, just in case a few that, uh, that I want to grab um, are off the board. But uh, luckily, so far I'm all right. And yeah, the, yeah. the, yeah, the film on. itself I don't think is extraordinary, but it's yeah. quite mm. good. And again, it's just one yeah. where the performance totally uh, li- lives larger than it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. one way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jack. What are you going to close your list out with? All right, boys. Um, we'll continue with the cancelled theme. Um, he's probably going. <laughs> He's probably going to get cancelled on, on, on January 2nd when the Epstein list comes out. But I'm going to, I'm going to go with Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. Oh, oh, oh well, the one gets AIDS. He, he's cancelled if you're a conspiracy theorist. Great a lot of people switch. think he eats babies and shit. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Oh, yeah. No, great bait and switch. He's, that is high for me, man. He's so fucking good in Philadelphia. He won two years in a row, and Philadelphia might be the better performance. Uh, I, love I literally have them right next to each other on my draft board yeah. where I was like, oh, if I lose one, maybe I'll take the other right after. I think I prefer Forrest Gump as a film, which may be a hot take, but I think I prefer him in Philadelphia. But he's so fucking yeah. good in both. He deserved both those wins, I think. I agree. I, I agree. Yeah. Should have won right, glad we all understand each other. <laughs> yeah, that might even be like a, a even better than those two in terms of performance, at least. Um, yeah, uh, Tom Hanks rules. Great thing. Mm. Oh yeah. All right. All Lockie. right. One more Lockie. left for you. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, it's sort of ridiculous that this iconic performance has slipped this far down in the draft. And it oh, is very I- iconic performance for a reason. And as Marlon Brando in The Godfather, 
Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah even though he uh, refused the Oscar uh, for, uh, for uh, when he got it, but uh, it doesn't undermine the fact he was super incredible in the movie. It's one of the obviously uh, I'm going to need some phrases I said before, but uh, it's one of the reasons why The Godfather is so iconic. Like one of the first things you think of in for The Godfather is uh, not only just the how epic, uh, well shot, how well directed it was. It's just a iconic performance, a performance from Marlon Brando, um, and, and like in the uh, like in the wedding sequence all, uh, alone, is so like, geez, he's so fucking good, and he, the fact he transformed into that role, uh, and just delivering lines like, "I'm gonna give it an earth you can't refuse," like iconic. Holy shit, Jacob! <laughs> yeah, you get Marlon Brando back <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> Lucky, Lucky, can you do that again for us, please? You sure? Yeah, do it. Go hit it. Can Can you tell us? Tell everyone to to subscribe to the film draft on Spotify and in Don Corleone's voice. Yeah, genuinely, just Um, once. Gosh, gotta gotta make relax first. Um, I'm gonna give you enough you can't refuse. No, it's, all right. And I, subscribe I, to the film draft. <laughs> I'm going to give it enough you, you can't refuse. It, and it's, it's, fuck. <laughs> the pressure got to him. Yeah, the pressure got to him. Look. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll, I we'll think that's it. it. I think the pressure got to me. But Hell great yeah. pick all the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah awesome. Jaren, you, you've, got, you've got the final word. Awesome. I'm going to take another performance that is similar to one I've already got on my list. I actually mentioned it when I talked about it. It was another performance of a man with a disability that was kind of lauded by that community, and that's Dustin Hoffman in Rain Man. Um, he really breaks my heart in that film. Um, it's again, it may, it, Looking back, it's a film that I still fucking love, and again, Tom Cruise's character says some words in that that do make it a little bit problematic looking back on it. But I also think that that makes the turnaround like all the more powerful. You know what I mean? When he reflects, when he reflects on what he's been doing, how he's been treating his brother, I think that makes it all the more um, satisfying and all the more heartwarming, all the more nuanced. Uh, Dustin Hoffman's Raymond Babbitt. um, Again, kind of the same thing with Christy Brown. He doesn't just play a man with um, Down syndrome or a, a severe autistic savant. Sorry, I should say. Down syndrome? Um, Where'd you pull that from? An <laughs> autistic savant. <laughs> Most noble. Uh, worked look, with uh, disabilities for six years. Can I keep talking? Yes. You right? Yeah, thank you. He doesn't you. have Down syndrome. In the I know he doesn't. Fuck. I corrected it immediately, didn't I? <laughs> I'm just I'm looking at the IMDb and I was waffling so until until I got to something that I need to look at. Anyway, um, like I said with Christy Brown, I think that Dustin Hoffman plays this role like he doesn't just play it like look at me, how sad am I, and asking for um, empathy. He plays him with a lot of black and white, a lot of nuance. He's very very smart, and he's also very incapable at some really important things he's really reliant on the other people around him you immediately buy that he just he just latches onto his brother charlie played by tom cruise immediately and he's completely reliant on him for everything and when tom cruise leaves him i guess the pain in raymond's um voice is is just really upsetting you feel sad for him when he gets confused and you 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 try to understand him some more i think something that um 
something that makes this film stand out so well that goes down in folklore is that Barry Levinson showed Rain Man to a bunch of studio executives and they said, um, I I really wanted the <clears throat> R word redacted man to be not R word redacted anymore by the end of the film. And they said, um, that's not, that is not how having autism works and he is not actually um, an autistic man he's playing that so I think that that really opened um, a lot of people's eyes including some ignorant executives and I think it goes to the power of his performance mm. yeah and look he he didn't go full R word so that's mm-hmm. how he was able to win and along with Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump so uh, yeah mm. I, I actually had uh, Kramer vs Kramer as my Dustin Hoffman performance of choice but Rain Man's up there as well that's up there for me but I think Rain Man's better all right, and that concludes another film draft. It's been a really good one and uh, another one that's going to be tough to vote for, I'm sure. But first up, let's just recap our lists. I will start. I chose Daniel Day-Lewis from There Will Be Blood, Marlon Brando for On the Waterfront, Jack Nicholson for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Gregory Peck, from To Kill a Mockingbird and Philip Seymour Hoffman for Capote. I got four from my top 10 and then I just sort of grabbed one out of the next bag of contenders. So I chose my favorite actor of all time, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, so yeah, cool list, very old school, very classical, very macho method acting sort of gear happening. But uh, these are five all-timer performances. Jack, what did you pick? Um, well, I've conducted the Epstein Island list. Um, so I'm going to start... <laughs> So, uh, first off, we had Casey Affleck from Manchester by the Sea, Denzel Washington in Training Day, Kevin Spacey in American Beauty, Leo DiCaprio in The Revenant, and Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. All right. Was, and, um, uh, but yeah, they were real good. Thanks, That's Jack. it. Lockie, what do you got? All right. <laughs> um. I got I got Anthony Hopkins in The Father, Roberto Benigni in uh, Life is Beautiful, Michael Douglas in uh, Wall Street, Russell Crowe in Gladiator, and to cap it off, Marlon Brando in The Godfather. Damn, that's and a good list. Jaron. <laughs> anyway, shouldn't be giving my calls. Um, I also drafted my favorite actor of all time. I got Robert De Niro in Raging Bull. Daniel Day. Sorry, I've just I've got a lot of saliva. Is that a sour strap? And it's kind of making me. Anyway, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis in My Left Foot. Sydney Portier in Lilies of the Field, Peter Finch in Network, and Dustin Hoffman in Rain Man. I just realized I've pretty much gone all 80s and 70s and 60s, but I think that is when acting really took off and started to transform. I think Portier really pushed that. A lot of people credit it to Brando, and he did do a lot of that, but I think Portier also pushed that that kind of transformation of stage acting to screen acting a lot. And I think all of these guys really also helped elevate that to the next level so that we get the method acting and the performances we get today. But these guys are just fucking all time. All right. Now I'm sure we're all going to have a lot of honorable mentions. Maybe Jack, not so much, but uh, I'm, I'm, you're lucky I'm going last for once with this. Uh, Jaron, honorable mentions. Who do you want to shout out that didn't quite make the cut? My very next one uh, was Sean Penn in Milk. Um, I think he's fucking awesome in Milk. He's up there for me too, underrated. I I really like Jackie Cooper in The Champ. However, um, I'm not not drafting guys that were on Epstein's Island list, so I'm not going with him. (laughs) Um, I've got Tom Hanks for Forrest Gump, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Um, Oh, jeez, a lot of mine through 10 and 20 were taken. I really rate McConaughey in Dallas Buyers Club. Um, 
the color of money is a big one that I think should have won Bridge on the River Kwai. Um, and I'd say Adrian Brody in The Pianist and then Dustin Hoffman again in Kramer versus Kramer, maybe Sean Penn again in Mystic River. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll stop it there. I would say Hopkins in Silence of the Lambs, but that is like the iconic statement of category fraud. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I would, yeah, I would it's feel the bad category fraud. That. He's still yeah. incredible though, and I yeah. wouldn't have begrudged anybody for drafting it. He is on my list. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, what have you got, Lockie? Uh, as mentioned, I have thought about uh, drafting uh, Sil- uh, Anthony Hawkins in Silence of the Lions, but as Jaron mentioned, it's sort of, sort of, sort of felt more supporting performance than uh, lead performance, but still iconic and still fantastic. Still uh, Br- yeah, yeah, that's how good he was. Um, uh, Brendan Fraser in the Whale, Walking Phoenix. Uh, I w- I had thoughts about Paul Newman and Col- uh, Money, Jamie Fox and Ray. Um, and uh, and uh, Alec Guinness in uh, in uh, Bridge of the River Kwai as well. Yep. Nice, nice, and Jack. Um, just a quick mention to Tug Speedman in Simple Jack. Mm. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, one for Tropic Thunder, win, brother. Yeah. One for Tropic Thunder. <laughs> he should have won. Should have won. Yeah, get serious, but serious. Uh, Nicholas Cage in Leaving Las Vegas. Yes, no one mentioned him. Absolutely. Oh. He was. Iconic. I was tossing between him as my next pick. With uh, he would have been on my list. Sure. Um, and then like obviously Sean Penn, Mystic River, Adrian Brony, a pianist, um, McConaughey, Dallas Buyers Club. I reckon Jack Nicholson in As Good as It Gets is absolute mm-hmm. slaps. You know, I rate that. Um, Al Pacino, Son of a Woman. Um, I do like Ben. I've seen. I've seen this guys. Don't say I haven't. Ben Kingsley in Gandhi. Good. Oh, yes, I've seen that too. Yes. Nice. Very good. Yes, he but, was. Uh, but yeah, a lot of the lot of you boys already said my honorable mentions, so no point repeating them. Yeah, I awesome. didn't realize honorable mention just turned into say the same movie three times. But here we <laughs> yeah. are, Jacob. What have you got? <laughs> yeah. Those are good okay. Picks, um, most of the ones I was tossing up with my next pick was said, which I'm glad about. The one that wasn't is Forrest Whitaker in The Last King of Scotland. He is oh, incredible. I- in that movie, he was he's the next person on my board after... I was tossing him on my uh, draft board, but I never put him in. Yeah, no, he's great. Um, F. Murray Abraham for Amadeus. Amadeus, a great, yes. Uh, portrayal on of my draft jealousy. Uh, Brendan Fraser, I think, was mentioned. He's really great. Um, Ernest Borgnine for Marty is a classic one. Just oh, a great old-school <laughs> rom-com. Uh, Maximilian Schell for Judgment at Nuremberg, German actor. He plays, like, the defense lawyer in the Nuremberg war crime trials and he is a firecracker in that movie uh william holden for stalag 17 great billy wilder film raymond land for the lost weekend another great billy wilder film uh clark gable for it happened one night uh i'll shout out colin firth for the king's speech dumb best picture winner but he is fucking great in it mm. oh. i'll shout out richard dreyfus for the goodbye girl which is a great um early 80s late 70s uh new york rom-com and last one jimmy stewart for the philadelphia story uh, yes yeah yeah Okay, so it's time for the hardest part of every episode. Uh, it's my turn to vote first. And uh, I did make my mind up before we did our honorable mentions. I had a little scan of the list thinking this was going to be hard, but I do have my decision. Jack's, uh, Jack's list is basically living proof 
that some shitty people make some great art because wow, uh, what a what a murderer's row uh, of uh, <laughs> colorful individuals. Uh, Lockie, your list is really I I love your list. It's actually not the list I expected out of you. There's unfortunately mm. two that I haven't seen on there, and also Russell Crowe and Brando weren't super high on my list. But you got my number two, Anthony Hopkins, uh, mm. which is says a lot. Uh, Jaron, you started out super strong, like Day Lewis up there for me. De Niro in my top five. Uh, Peter Finch and Hoffman I love, but it's not the Hoffman I would have chosen. And um, Finch is maybe more supporting, but I haven't seen that movie in quite a while. He won lead actor, so you can't really hold that against him, (laughs) can you? I love the... (laughs) Oh, Jesus. I love the Poitier pick too, because he's a fucking legend. I just unfortunately haven't seen that film. So after doing the math... I'm I'm taking a trip to Epstein's Island. I'm going with Jack. All right. Yeah, it's just if I'm valuing the quality performances, that's uh-huh. yeah. Like Affleck and Denzel both. He's the only person who got two from my top five, and uh, all the other ones were on my list too, which none of the other lists can say. Um, it's it's a really good list, Jack. Uh, what can I tell you? <laughs> I appreciate it, mate. Thank you. I didn't expect that you actually vote for me. Hey, to be honest, but all right. You. Thank uh, you. Who gets your vote, Epstein? <laughs> um, um, after looking at everyone's list, I would probably there's a lot of hmm, trying to how I vote when I do on the on the polls for you guys. I just try to pick like my favorites, but um, it's a pretty good way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> hey, that's it. But um, I'm probably gonna go. I'm gonna go with you, Jacob. Not because you I gave voted me for you. No, 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 no. no <laughs> you don't because... even rate DDL though. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. He's got Marlon Brando and Nicholson, and I think if if I changed my theme on my list, I would have put those two on my list. I would have probably taken that yeah. one and two. Um, Marlon oh, yeah. Brando on the waterfront, probably top three performance of all time. Jack Nicholson's one of the best actors of all time. He should have won for Chinatown as well, but um, but yeah, probably those two. And I do rate. Um, Greg, Gregory Peck in To Kill a Mockingbird. So you can have my vote. Right. Yeah. You're welcome. Love this love fest, Jack. I mean, this guy hey. having a meet cute, you know? Hey, All right. Lockie, what do you got for us? You got to vote for me, Lockie. Fuck <laughs> 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 these guys. <laughs> yeah. It is, yeah uh, if I got it right, if I vote uh, even Jack or Jacob, uh, that's them winning the episode. Oh, he's doing this shit again, is he? Oh. I'm not voting for myself, you dingus. You're not allowed to anyway. Don't don't say don't like you're there. falling on your fucking sword. You can't. <laughs> Anyways, uh, very strong, a uh, very strong list as we uh, we all got here. To be fair, like Jack, uh, Jaron, you got a strong list. Jack, you got a strong list. Even though it's problematic, Jacob, you got a strong list too. Um, oh, I love. love. Uh, I'll let you guys say about what uh, about my list, but it 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 it, it gets to that point of uh, do I vote with uh, with my brain on which ones uh, I know are my fa- uh, has more my preferences in in performances, and I, get, uh, I like I haven't I only haven't seen Jaron's uh, uh, well uh, Verd pick. I haven't seen his performance in uh, in that movie. I don't think so. Sort of. Dents my vote uh, vote for you, but uh, but I do rate everyone else's performances in that uh, in your list. So um, uh, I'm unfortunately going to do it. I'm picking J- uh, Jacob because I because uh, like Jack Nicholson in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Next is so so damn good. 
Thank you, Lockie. All right. Uh, Jaron, take us home. Jacob said something a few episodes ago, which is just taking whatever you want is extremely liberating. I did know that no one had seen Lilies of the Field with the Portier, but I fucking love that performance so much with so much of my being that I just wanted it anyway, so I don't even mind. Um, I Anyway, I think... Um, so uh, Jacob got a genuine Nicholson performance and Jack got a young Nicholson performance and Leo DiCaprio on The Revenant. Um, those, so um, Denzel isn't... I love Training Day and I think he's very good, but he's not as high for me. Um, also, I think saying Peter Finch is supporting is just a bullshit argument. But um, So I'm also kind of pissed at Jacob. Um, but a Casey Affleck and Tom Hanks bookending that list are so fucking strong. Um, Jacob is the only performance in the entire list that I haven't seen, which is Capote, which does nick it um, a bit. But Brando and Day-Lewis are so good. Day-Lewis was my number two, um, two and three, but There We Blood was my number two. Um, Brando was up high. Nicholson was as well, and Gregory Peck was as well. Uh, but Jacob's going to take the win because I'm taking Lockie's list for mine. Um, Anthony Hopkins in The Father was top five for me, and I only just watched it. Benini, I think, is fucking incredible. He does so much in that film, and I don't think many actors could have given that performance. Douglas, again, commands the entire screen in Wall Street. Gladiator is on Crow's shoulders, and Marlon Brando gives one of the most iconic performances of all time. That's a hell of a list. But uh, Lockie gets my vote. Jacob gets the win. How does it feel, Jacob? Well done. Hi. I, you have no idea how badly I fucking need this right now. You know how long it's been since I it's been outright like nine episodes. I think. God yeah. damn, this guy is getting ahead of me. Um, thank you guys. I'm really glad y'all responded to my list, and it was a list where I genuinely just took my favorite thing on the board each time. I wasn't playing the game, so it, it's always good to win like that. Um, nah, awesome. Uh, it's been a really fun app, guys. Thank you so much for coming on for this, and uh, it's been really great reliving these performances. And I've got a few films, not only some new stuff to watch, but a lot of these I really want to go back and rewatch now after talking about them or yeah. struggling to talk about them realizing i picked something that i haven't seen in eight years but uh yeah, you were great. also saying that you wanted to see more religious films so when we do one of those drafts with mikey and um lilies of the field <laughs> is one of the best ones i've ever seen and it's also like 90 minutes it's a breeze oh, that's so you I, had I definitely to say. get that definitely get that yeah get it it's fucking all awesome. right so that concludes another film draft episode. Thank you to our guests, Jack Whitney Clark over there in the mysterious land of Queensland, Australia. Is there anything you want to plug today before we let you go? Oh, uh, no, that's it, boys. I'm just following my letterbox. I've watched my first film in 45 days the other day. Sure. Me, and, me and my girl watched, what did we watch? We watched oh, Die That's Hard. why he's not watching films. We watched Die Hard. He's got the misses next to him. This is unheard of. Can we get her in on the next episode? We'll do five lists. On the Adam Sandler. Yeah, she can input. You've seen Adam Sandler films? Yeah, She can help you with your list if you want. You can probably pick like one. You can pick like one. First guest to get assistance. Can you ask her if she's a fan of Sidney Poitier's performance in Lilies of the Field? Yeah. Have you seen Denzel Washington training there? Just got a big head shake. So, uh, yeah. Awesome. Sweet. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, boys. Yeah, no, always a pleasure. And, like, you know, you were, on, you were here from the beginning. Not only were you on our first episode, but you sort of helped pitch the idea for this entire podcast. So we almost wouldn't be here without you, brother. You're yeah, welcome, boys. Very, very grateful to this, man. Mm. And uh, Lockie couldn't get away with the win this time, but you yeah. got away with a vote, which is a pretty good. And you came out with a list that I really didn't expect out of you. So it's really awesome. Uh, yeah. Lockie, uh, thanks for coming on again. Anything you want to plug? Uh, just my letterbox account. And, uh, and <coughs> as always, it's a pleasure being on here and uh, hopefully, uh, 
some people are not as alarmed anymore around me uh, as uh, I hopefully proved that I'm not uh, not a, a Patrick Bateman wannabe, but also a, a, a fellow film bro. No, I think Jack's stolen his thunder here in the unhinged department, Lockie. You've, <laughs> you've acquitted yourself quite well today. Thank, thanks for being here. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Jacob Watches Films, but more importantly, follow us on Instagram at the Film Draft. Vote in the polls every week for your favorite lists. Uh, and obviously, it's award season. I'll be posting all kinds of fun lists and posts and videos on my YouTube channel and all that stuff's in the description and blah, blah, blah. Follow the podcast on Spotify or Apple and wherever you listen as well. We always appreciate all the feedback and the topic ideas. Uh, it means a lot to us that anybody out there is listening. Jaron, you want to take us home? Absolutely. Like Jacob said, I'm going to double down on it. Please follow us on the film draft. Uh, Jacob did get the win today, but it's only one out of two wins in the official record books. We do have the public win down as a stat, so please vote in the chat. They usually go up on a Saturday night in Australia. Vote in Instagram who you think your favorite list is. Very excited to see what happened there. Uh, but no, today was a fucking great episode. Um, Jack and Lockie, like we've just waxed lyrical about, thank you for coming on. You guys are awesome. Jacob, this is the highlight of my week or fortnight. However often we do this, I really don't pay attention, but I do fucking love it. Uh, follow me at Just an Idea Everywhere or don't. Doesn't really matter to me. Just follow the film draft. Uh, this has been a hell of an episode, and we will see you next week. I'm going to make him an offer again. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Oh, what a day. What a lovely day. I ran the station a few times. Assemble. No! With the first pick in the draft, 